All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift Podcast. We have Anne Ryan joining us today. Uh, Anne is a business mentor and money mindset coach. Her mission is to empower women to own their worth. I love it. And ditch their money blocks so they can become financially independent and live a life without sacrifice or limitation. She mentors female coaches and consultants to package and position their value into a high ticket offer so good that it practically sells itself, which is the way to go. She helps them to accelerate their authority so then they can take their audience from cold to sold fast. And she shows them how to implement a predictable organic client acquisition system so they can make consistent income month after month. I love it. So let's go ahead and cue that intro and then we'll bring her on. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. And welcome to the show. Hello, Elena. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Oh, I cannot wait to hear your perspective on things. I really just want to jump right in and I would love to hear a little bit more about your journey as an entrepreneur. I know that it can be so different from entrepreneur to entrepreneur. And so I'd love to know kind of where you started with things and what have you done that has led you to where you are now being a business coach and everything? Awesome. Yeah. So, um, I started in business about 15 years ago with my husband. Um, I was a corporate employee. I was doing pretty well. I was earning pretty well. Uh, I had a two-year-old and four-year-old at home. I actually returned to full-time employment and my husband stayed at home with my kids. So that was kind of, you know, um, it, it made sense for us to do right. that. Yeah. Is, um, yeah, I, I was kind of earning more at that time and so um but then you know when my kids were two and four and I was missing out on so many things and you know we had this conversation and we both had a little bit of a background in construction I'm actually a construction engineer by profession uh, but I wasn't working in the construction industry my husband had experience in the construction industry and we kind of said why don't we start our own business and it kind of went from there and it really didn't make sense to do any of the things that we did <laughs> to to both give up our employment, um, yeah. to borrow $300,000 against our home when we already had a huge mortgage because we were just starting out, right? Right. Um, and, you know, so we paid a very high interest rate to get that additional loan to get started in our business. And um, yeah, we turned that $300,000 into a million dollars in the first year. Wow, right. that's such a like, talk about risk paid off. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah, and that was in 2008 when there was a global financial crisis and everyone was kind of like, um, <sighs> kind of suggesting, well, it's probably not the best time to invest. <laughs> Right. Start a business, but you know, we kind of really truly backed ourselves, um, or bet on ourselves, I guess. Backed ourselves is an Australian saying, which I realize a lot of people don't even understand. So yeah, we were betting on ourselves, right? Yeah. And 
Um, and I guess we both knew we were both employable and if if we lost it all, we'd just start again, you know, and that's, right. that's that was the kind of attitude we had. We didn't, of course, we felt some fear, but, you know, we just went all in. Right. And um, so that was 15 years ago and we've subsequently sort of built a multiple seven-figure business. We have 12 full-time employees in that business. Um, so I know we're going to be talking about that sort of side of things. Um, and then about five years ago, I felt this nudge <laughs> for more, something different. <laughs> uh, I've always worked in very male-dominated worlds and, I don't know, I felt an, I felt a real strong desire to work with women and... Um, yeah. I had all this experience in business and I started as a coach. I actually got a certification first because I, you know, I wanted that and, yeah, yeah started as a coach. And I have built a completely different business model in my coaching business. It's, so it's cool. super simple. It's yeah. a, a really simple business model and I needed that because my life was busy at the time. I had, by this point, my kids were sort of teenagers, but they still needed me. We live on 25 acres in the middle of nowhere. I drive my kids, my, you know, there's no public transport around here. Right. Um, my parents were getting elderly. They needed a lot of help from me as well. I'm their only support. Um, I was still involved in my offline business. So I literally had, to maybe four hours at an absolute stretch to grow my coaching business. Right. And that was my mission. You know, I was kind of like, I'm going to make this work. And yeah. subsequently, this is now what I help my clients with. That's I awesome. teach them how to build a simple, scalable and sustainable business. Yes. Oh, and I'm so glad that you kind of shared that story with me. I know a lot of people can use that idea of having a lot of things going on in their lives as an excuse to why well, I can't, I can't build my side hustle. I can't build my business um, because I have this, 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 and this. And so how did you handle that energy? Because I imagine all of the other things that you had to do in the day definitely takes energy. And then coming to do the business and knowing that you know, you probably can't spend as much time as you would like. How did you still maintain the focus and still maintain the uh, momentum to build that business and make it what it is today? Yeah, look, that's a really good question. And, you know, a big part of it is mindset. Um, yeah. You know, the strategy is important. We all need to understand the strategy around sales and marketing and, you know, um, all those sorts of things. But if we don't have the right mindset, if we don't um, really do the work on ourselves to believe that we are worth it and we can do this, right, mm -hmm. and we just look at all the problems that life, you know, we all have problems in life, right? So we can look at the problems or we can look at the solutions. And I guess I've always been that person who's kind of, despite all the challenges that my life um, has experienced. And trust me, I've had many, many. Yeah. Um, I've always seen the opportunities as well. And Very so cool. high ticket has been kind of my vehicle to keeping my business simple as well. And yeah. so I always had this mindset of if I can 
just work with two clients a month. <laughs> I actually don't need to work with everyone. I can do a lot of like through social media and, and other avenues. I can still create a huge impact with, yeah. with, you know, free content and trainings and all the things. But if I just have this high ticket business model where I'm actually not focused on volume from a paid perspective, but more, um, you know, building a really leveraged business. Right. So um, I love that you bring up mindset because I think it's so key to being able to stay dialed in, to stay focused, to be able to just maintain the energy to do something like that when you have so many different avenues in life. What was the practical look of that as you were growing your business, um, that online coaching side of things? How did you how did you build your mindset? What, what actions did you take? What were the things that you did to, you know, actually callous your mind and, and become strong in that area? Awesome. <laughs> I'm actually, like, I, I'm, I'm like, I want the tactics. I want all of the good stuff. <laughs> I am absolutely happy to share because immediately after this interview with you, I'm actually doing a free training on this. Right? Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there are, there are quite a few that I, that I do. And my day starts and ends every single day with gratitude, you know, and it's not even something that I need to think about. It's not even something I've got to remind myself to do. It's Mm -hmm. become a practice. It's become just something that I do absolutely every day. And, and I do it twice a day and it just takes a few minutes and it's, Initially, it wasn't a practice, right? But then it kind of becomes like a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, I had to think about it and I wasn't always doing it. And, yeah, I'm an, an incredibly grateful person. You know, I am yeah. so blessed with, you know, we have so much to be grateful for. And, you know, even when I receive an invoice, a bill, you know, to for for something, you know, unexpected or expected, right? Yeah. You know, we have this attitude of, oh, it's another bill. Right. Another invoice I've got to pay. You know, you know, I, I drive a beautiful car and <laughs> sometimes when I go and get my car serviced, the, <laughs> the invoice I have to pay is significantly higher than I ever imagined it will be because I'm like, well, what was wrong with the car? It was perfectly fine. <laughs> right. Um, you know, when I see this invoice for $3,000, let's say, you know, I can – react in two different ways and one way is to say wow I'm so grateful that I have a car that's now fully serviced and I have a car that I absolutely love to drive all the time Mm -hmm. and this is the payment that I have to make towards that and I'm so grateful or (laughs) I I love that I love that perspective yeah I I was in in my construction business um I'm responsible for, you know, all the financial side of that business too. And uh, not anymore, actually. I've handed that over to somebody else. I've hired someone to do that for me. Um, but I used, we used to get hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of invoices, right? Yeah. And I would always look at the invoice and say, thank you. Yeah. Rather than, okay. oh. <laughs> Yeah. Because when I felt like, wow. Where, how are we going to pay this? The cash flow is not quite there. How yeah. are we going to pay this, right? 
and yeah. in business we juggle finances you know it, it's a huge multi-seven figure business we're constantly juggling money and moving things around and figuring out our cash flow and who gets paid when and all that kind of thing and that's part of business right, right. but it can be done from um we can have a, a different mindset around it as we do it Yes, yes, absolutely. Just changing just little shifts in that by audibly saying thank you to when you receive things like that, that slowly starts to train your brain to go, oh, this is this is not I'm not going to die. Like this is an okay situation. Like we're good here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we shouldn't feel resentment for receiving a bill for electricity or water or gas or any of those essential things that we have and we need. Mm -hmm. five even right but that in some cases that can feel like you know so much resentment it's like why do I have to pay this bill why do I have to pay rent why do I have to pay a mortgage why do I you know we can go into that kind of mindset or we can yeah. go wow how blessed are we how you know that we we've received warmth and light and water <laughs> Right. And, you know, there are countries in this world that don't take that for granted. Right? Yeah. There are people out there who are living on the street. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about perspective. Hmm. And I guess that's part of the mindset practices, right? And I have many, many more, you know, I kind of really pay attention to money, um, you know, whether it's a dollar or hundred thousand dollars I'm equally grateful for it yeah all. yeah um, whether it's one person who's watching me on a Facebook live or 50 I'm equally grateful for it all you know so yeah part of my gratitude and mindset practices one of many I could go mm. on for a while <laughs> <laughs> all the good, all the good mindset tips. I love it. No, I think that that's a great thing. And it can be applied to more things than just money. It can be applied to uh, interactions that you have with people, the relationships that you build, because you don't have control of that. And some may go well, and some may not go well. And it's about looking at that and being grateful for both situations. Also, the ups and downs that just come with business, you know, there's going to be failure, there's going to be successes. And I think being grateful for both situations allows you to not get too high on the highs or too low on the lows. And I've heard that saying a lot in terms of when you get too high on the highs or you get too low on the lows, you stop your momentum because you're living in that space and then trying to come back down to reality and go, okay, now I need to start moving and actually like create momentum. You, you have a really hard time doing that. So I saw that as a way to uh, gratitude for both situations allows you to keep your momentum because then you can continue to move forward even if bad things happen or good things happen because it's all just a part of the experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, the, life happens for us, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So even the bad things, there's always a lesson. There's something that we can take away from any and every situation. You know, I mean, it again, it comes back to perspective and what mm -hmm. we choose. Well, it, it's the stories that we tell ourselves, right? And yeah. we have meanings to thing, meaning to things that have no meaning sometimes. Right. Yes. Right. 
we make things mean something. Um, and, yeah, yeah. So mindset, I, I really, truly believe, plays such a huge, huge part in business. I love that and completely agree. So I I love that you have com- two completely different business models. Um, and you're saying the coaching side of things is very lean. It's it's you and you said one is it one other full time team member? Well, I I have two to three people who support me. Yeah, but it 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 will be the equivalent of one full time person. You know, um, yeah. the you know, someone does my video editing and, you know, someone, you know, so I have a virtual assistant type person. I have someone who helps me with some of the client delivery as well. But, you know, they're literally helping me for maybe one or two hours a week. So when you add up all the different little, the different help I get, which I'm incredibly grateful for and I love having that support, it's probably the equivalent of having one full-time employee. Right. So do you feel that you've been able to successfully create a business where you can be separate from it? Like it's its own identity or have you chosen to kind of build the business around you and what you're offering? What does that kind of look like? Because I know the business will be built differently depending on what the goal is with the business. So for me and my business, I'm trying to build it as a separate entity, meaning it doesn't have me as the face. It's, it's all kind of on its own, but I'm curious as to what kind of perspective you take in with your business. Yeah, look, with with this, with my, with our construction business, for sure, it is yeah. a completely standalone separate entity. We could sell the business, anyone could buy the business and, you know, um, it doesn't, our faces, we're, we're not the face of the brand. Right. Um, with my coaching business, look, I am the face of my brand. Um, yeah, I have, I've kind of done the polar opposite with both. Um, mm-hmm. I really strongly believe that people... You know, the coaching industry is now, it, it's a pretty noisy marketplace, right? People, uh, it's a pretty, I wouldn't say saturated because, you know, we've got 8 billion people on this planet and, and <laughs> many coaches, but it, it, it's still pretty, you know, it, it's it's not like how it used to be. And so right. people are, are really uh, choosing coaches based on the person, not mm. necessarily based on the business. This is my perspective, right? So this is just my perspective. And people are not just looking for coaching. They are looking for a coach. They're looking for the person. And, you know, it's a great business model. So I guess it it, it, it kind of depends on why you have your business because there are great business models where, you know, sometimes let's take Tony Robbins as an example today compared to who he was 30 years ago is completely different, right? right. Like 30 years ago, he was the, the coach. Now right. he's just the face of the brand. Right. He has hundreds of people who work underneath him, right? Yeah. Now that can still happen with my business if I choose, but essentially people are choosing to work with me, you know? Yes. And, and there are so many businesses out there or so other business models out there where you're working with a company and mm-hmm. they have a group of coaches and group of support and, you know, you get everything that you need, but you don't necessarily work with a particular person, right? So, right. 
so people who work with me are working with me directly and all my experience and all my knowledge and everything that I have fully embodied myself. Right. right? Where, whereas you can go and um, you can hire a coaching company who can support you and, you know, your coach may never have run a business. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It's just different. Yes. Right. So, so it is different. My, my model is kind of different where I, I guess it does, my coaching business does kind of rely on me at this stage. Yeah, yeah, no. And I, I think it's probably really interesting to be able to have two businesses that kind of live on the opposite sides of the spectrum because you're able to see how they operate differently and create different lifestyles. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I guess with my coaching business, it's more it's more than a passion project. So yeah, I don't want that to be misunderstood, but it's a real purpose-driven thing, right? Right. My construction business is kind of a money-making thing. Right, right. <laughs> it, it's it's there's no purpose to that business other than yeah. it's an incredible service. Right. Uh, but with with this, this is about the impact that I can have. You know, yeah. it's not necessarily about, um, yeah. Like so, I I choose to spend more time with my clients than on sales and marketing, mm-hmm. and that's right. just my choice. Yeah. yeah, but you understand that, right? And you understand that yeah. that's how you want it to be run. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. And I'm certainly not saying it's it's the right way or the wrong way. It's just it's kind of my way. And and yes, there are pros and cons and um, endless possibilities, but also some limitations. Right. Yeah. What would you say are some of those limitations? Um, well, I, I guess at some point there will come a time when I can't be as hands on. I can't. Yeah have such a high touch service but 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 <laughs> also charging significantly more right than that happens, right yeah we live in our own little bubbles where <laughs> we have a belief around how much is too much or how much is enough or how much is high or how much is low right, right. It, it, it all depends on our lifestyle so Tony Robbins can charge $100,000 for one hour. Yes. Yeah. And so whereas we may not feel ready for that yet. Right. But they will, yeah. So it, it's kind of um, for now, I guess, how I would scale my coaching business is by increasing um, the price but also – I will bring on board more team members as I need right. to. Yeah, yeah, but probably more for the sales and marketing and other aspects of my business rather than for the coaching itself. Because that's the that's the piece that you like to do and that's the piece that you want to continue to stay in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, this has been so, so good. My last question to you for today is for those people that are looking to go from being a solopreneur to transitioning to being a business owner, 
what are one to two things that they could do to start to make that shift, to really start to scale their business and uh, grow it in a way that they haven't been able to before? Yeah, look, and that's a great question too. And, and I've handled that in different ways in, in both businesses, right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we need to look at all the things that we do that anyone can do mm. compared to all the things that we do that only we can do for whatever reason or the, the things that we really want to do. Yeah. Right. And, you know, like uh, outsourcing things like bookkeeping, um and any kind of tasks that are repetitive tasks or tasks that anyone can do that aren't necessarily revenue-generating tasks maybe. Um, I mean, we, the sooner we can, you know, and that are not in our zone of genius as well, right, because right. we're not good at absolutely everything. I'm the first to admit I am not good at everything. I'm not good at video editing. <laughs> I have no desire to be a video editor either, you know, and so yeah. of course I can outsource that. And there are so many other little aspects in my business like that, which is, which is you know, the, the stuff that I, I hand out. Now, um, yeah, and, and we need to realise that if we become the bottleneck, then that stops our growth as well. And mm. um, so one thing that I did do in my business, which may not necessarily shift... Um, it, it's not necessarily about bringing in another team member, but I went from doing all my sales calls to I considered outsourcing the sales calls. I considered bringing in a closer, bringing right. in a sales person. Um, and I, I, I'm still, I, I still may do that in the future, absolutely. Right. It's not a forever thing. This is a kind of, this is, we all have seasons in our business, right? And we're so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the last 12 months, I haven't taken sales calls and I've mm. closed, I've closed high ticket sales without getting on calls. Right. Look at that. And That's awesome. Again, it comes from working on our mindset and our belief right. system, because if we believe we need to get on a sales call in order to make a high ticket sale, then that becomes our reality and our truth. But if we believe mm -hmm. people will pay high ticket prices and and I'm talking upwards of $20,000. Right, yeah. Without needing a sales call, that becomes our reality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, that's so, awesome. I know, right? So there's a little bit of mindset in there um, again. Um, yeah. But... Um, to shift from kind of being being the business, being everything, and you know, and to really stepping into that CEO role requires kind of making those really conscious choices. Right. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's great. Thank you. That this has been so so good. So I. Where can people find you? If they want to connect with you, if they potentially are needing some help and they want some guidance, where can they go to be a part of your world? Oh, thank you, Elena. Um, I'm mostly on Facebook. Um, I've actually, again, built my business super, super simply. I am yeah. now expanding out a little bit uh, onto Instagram and YouTube. But um, Facebook is my 
my zone of genius. It's where I hang out the most. I have a Facebook group. It's a free Facebook group where I share a lot of value. Um, and it is the the group is called High Ticket Strategies and the address to find the group is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Anne Ryan Strategist. Anne Ryan Strategist is my business name everywhere. Amazing. My website, my Facebook, my Instagram, my YouTube. If you look up Anne Ryan Strategist, that will be me. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much. Is there anything else you want to add before we finish up for today? No, no, I really, really appreciate this opportunity to talk to you and your audience. And um, I love, I love everything that you, you stand for, by the way, it it absolutely makes so much sense um, that we don't kind of create ourselves another um, another job, right? Because right. we might as well stay in in that sort of nine to five world if if that's what we that's what, all we want. But um, right. there are so many interesting different ways to to build and scale a business. So it's it's awesome um, the work that you do as well. Thank that's you. Amazing. Yes. Well, thank you so so much. It's been great having you on today. Um, let's go ahead and cue that outro clip. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.